I'm Caitlin. I'm Rachel. I'm Emmy. So it's fellowship time. That's the rumor. There's a fellowship, and there's a ring. Some elves are getting up to stuff, and I guess a few hobbits. I, li- I like hobbits. <laughs> I've always felt actually a good kinship with hobbits, because they eat and they drink. And sends him on a quest. Gandalf super doesn't really want Frodo to get out of the house. Suck it, Gandalf. Pipeweed? Pull up an armchair, grab a pipe and a pint from the green dragon. So you want to read Tolkien? Reading The Fellowship of the Ring. And here we are for episode 50. 50! I still can't believe our show. Yeah. If you've been listening to us this whole way, like, kudos, man. I'm sorry. Or or that. What? (laughs) (laughs) Today we are talking about Fellowship of the Ring, book two, chapter... Three. Book two, chapter three. It's right there in big letters. Where? Oh, I'm at the bottom, sorry. (laughs) That's a useless place to start. All right, so for our 50th episode, we're doing this whole thing backwards. Just just straight up. We'll get to characters at the end. We'll tell you who's in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Spoilers, the mountain wins. And let's work backwards from there. All right. We didn't break any of this up. Okay. Oh, no. You, As per usual. I, I do want to say something real quick, is that I'm actually amazed. I thought that uh, 50 episodes would not have made us this far. Like, if, if I'd said 50 episodes would be halfway through Fellowship, I would have said, like, no, that's not possible. That's basically middle of the Hobbit, yeah. but it was. We combined some chapters in Silmarillion. We did. We did get a bunch of combining there, but still, it's it's kind of crazy. We're cooking along, and that's a little scary. This just brings to mind that one time, I think before we started this podcast, when I was trying to find a Lord of the Rings podcast to listen to, I was scrolling through some episodes on one and found like a 45-minute episode dedicated to that two-page chapter in the Silmarillion. <laughs> Where uh, the one thing- we just blew through, <laughs> where Thingle and uh, what's her face look Melian. at each other, just stare at each other, and I was like, "How? What was in that? Did you listen? I, what no, did they- no, I was not going to listen to that. That's a waste of a life, right there. <laughs> if you just read the chapter, it wouldn't take thirty minutes. It would. It would takes like two. Well, now I'm interested. I, now I want to know. I, I, it was only men talking, and I didn't want to listen to any oh, men well, then talk forget about it. Lord of the Rings, right? That's sort of how this all came to be. It wasn't the time thing. I am actually kind of curious about what all they talked about, but yeah. I don't even remember what show it was now. Maybe someone will tell us. Someone else can figure it out. Or don't. Whatever. Listen to us. We're smarter anyway. Uh... <laughs> we're We're... Definitely cleverer and more awesome. You, you just say that because when you put a GIF GIF in the notes this week. That, that was me. Yeah, that wasn't that. me. I didn't put the GIF in. <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. Okay. I vote Caitlin does the long summary because Caitlin wrote the long yes. summary. I vote anybody but Caitlin does the long summary. <laughs> I mean, Nose I goes. could totally read it if you want. If you don't no, want to do it's it. it's fine. It's I'm happy fine. to. I, you've been talking a lot the last few, I really few, just so. don't want to, because when I don't read the long summary, that means I can work on my crochet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we see. Um, 
characters for book two, chapter three. We have our fellowship finally firmly established, which includes Frodo, the bearer of the ring, the only person actually obligated to travel all the way to Mordor. We have Samwise, who can't leave his master behind, so of course he's coming along. Mary, and yeah, Mary and Pippin would rather not go, but if Frodo has to go, then of course they do too. It's an adorable friendship moment. Pippin has our favorite quote of, there must be someone with intelligence in the party. Gandalf is along to be the actual intelligent person in the party. Legolas is the representative of the elves, who was selected by Elrond. Gimli is our dwarven representation, and he is also selected by Elrond. Aragorn is the representative of men, bearer of the reforged sword. Oh, gosh. Andrew, flame of the West. Andrew, Forged from the shards of, of Narsil. Yeah, see, and if I had the whole phrase going for me, I probably could have spit it out. I could quote. Come on, man. I'm just, I'm a mess. Anyway, Andrew, um, and he is coming along with Boromir, who is coming with the party, um until he and Aragorn split off from the Fellowship to go to Gondor, which is something that I had totally forgotten until it arrived in this chapter. And then, finally, <laughs> we meet our favorite character, Bill the Pony. Uh, who speak is, for yourself. Who gets a name <laughs> from that evil asshole we left behind in Bree. Um, we have a few random other characters. Elrond, who is the Lord of Rivendell, helps put together the Fellowship. Bilbo... Um, who is left to finish his book in Rivendell and hopes he gets to see Frodo again. There is a brief appearance by Eladan and Elrohir, Elrond's sons, who go out scouting the land. And then Caradhras, which is a mountain. And a character? Sure. Wait, I is this one it... of those DHs that's a th sound instead? Caradhras? Like, like, like Major. You know... I honestly read Gimli's geography lesson and then immediately forgot Jim Gimli's Jesus Gimli Gimli's geography lesson because so I don't remember if that is an Elvish word or not. I think it is because there were the the different names for it were given yes. and they were all very also dwarfy. called the Redhorn, which is the literal English translation of the Sindarin name. Okay, okay, then I guess yeah, yeah. I don't think they... Car Carathras is. Barazenbar. Also called Redhorn. Except not really. They pronounced the D in the movie, but they could be wrong. Anyway, I can't believe I remembered that like now of all times. You're gonna learn Elvish yet. I completely forgot, so I win the brownie points today. Mm-hmm. Um anyway. The shirt summary. Uh the fellowship gets on the road. Just kidding. Uh, first, they sit around waiting and talking for two months. Two months! And then they finally leave, and there's some more walking, and they try to climb a mountain, and they're turned back by evil snow. I can't, like, think of all the people who might not have died if they just fucking left earlier. Right? <laughs> Why are they waiting for winter? Why? Theoden could still be with us. Oh, Sorry. Maybe Boromir would still be with us. Yeah. Jeez. Everything would be different. You no, know, I completely forgot about Boromir. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like I forgot that he died, because obviously he dies, but like, just, just as a person who we cared about. 
Okay, the long summary. <clears throat> <laughs> Holler so, if you need to just like hand hand off a shift. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we start off with the hobbits all in a room together chatting. Mary and Pippin are lamenting that Sam gets to go on the journey. Frodo thinks they have the better end of the deal staying in Rivendell. Uh, but Frodo assures him that nothing has been decided yet, so not to worry. Pippin then has the best line ever. Mm -hmm. I think it was Pippin who says, How has nothing been decided yet? You were shut up for hours. The longest meeting ever. Uh, Gandalf joins the hobbits in their discussion, which was the weirdest description in this chapter. Because they're like, he's at the window, which is low to the ground. He, so he definitely like, just pokes into the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was dropping some eaves. He's dropping some eaves. But, like, it specifically mentions that the window was low to the ground. So is he outside kneeling? Is, <laughs> is he bent over? <sighs> Whatever. I don't even know. I mean, it's Gandalf, so... Whatever he's doing, you know. Yeah. So then Bilbo tries to get a dig in on Gandalf about how even he was shocked by some of what was discussed in the meeting, i.e. Gollum's escape. Uh, but Gandalf tries to play this off, saying that, oh, no, 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 Gwaihir told me all about it. I already knew. Don't <laughs> worry. I am the smartest. But uh, it's a bald-faced lie. It's a bald-faced lie. Let's... let's Gandalf just wants you to think he knows everything, and he's oh, good at Gandalf. it. Bilbo's I like, mean, look, 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 I've been on a whole adventure with you before. I know how this goes. <laughs> I mean, would you call Gandalf's presence the whole adventure? <laughs> it is kind of true. I feel like, no, Gandalf's, Gandalf's adventuring strategy is like, shove, shove hobbits out the door, go along with them, just long enough to get them started, and then fuck off. <laughs> he does it I twice, mean, he just yeah. leaves. I mean, that we know of. One time isn't by choice. Is well, it? Actually. I was going to say, they're all choices. <laughs> no, no, no. But maybe I think it's not by choice because of the movie. This chapter actually kind of makes it by choice. Yeah. I didn't really huh. think about that. Mm hmm. Anyways, uh, it then turns out that a lot of folks have gone out scouting around the area for stuff reasons things black riders and that the journey will not be able to begin until they get back like literally <laughs> that they, <laughs> if they take two months to scout there's clearly not anything significant enough to be a problem like what yeah they would have come riding back hopefully before then the, okay here's the kicker like eladin and elro here go to a like a mysterious country down the silver load they go to lorien <laughs> Which is halfway fucking there. Right? It's a little <laughs> far for scouting. Like, just just send them ahead of you, right? Like, but we'll like, meet you on the road if there's why a didn't problem. Frodo just go with them. Spend yeah. those two months in Lorien. Or, 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 or like, because what? the elves didn't want him there. <laughs> yeah. What? None of this <laughs> makes sense at all. Anyways. Logistically, Tolkien wanted them to wait around for two months. Just so he could write more poems. So he could get his snowy mountain scene, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. But, like, I live in the mountains. There's snow on them. All in... the time. Well, not all the time. It well... would have been a creepier fell snow if it had been Yeah. at a, a normal June. time. Come on. I guess, actually, I've lived in bigger mountains also, and then we did get snow in July. And that was fucking weird. Yep. <laughs> I, I live in the plains. We have no mountains. <laughs> Why are we saying yes? 
I'd say that they could use all this downtime to reforge the sword that, you know, gets reforged. But I'm pretty sure Ergorn took it with him while he was scouting. <laughs> Which is even so, more so. Like, he was already out there. Yeah, so I guess they just nap for two months. Yeah. I mean, that's literally, they just hang out. I think Bilbo writes his book and also more poetry. And, like, Frodo tries to look at maps about where they're going and read books and blah, 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 and tries to prepare. I think Pippin and Mary put in a little bit of effort, too. Maybe. I assume Sam just makes checklist after checklist after checklist and then still forgets rope. Yep. <laughs> Except it turns out that Rivendell is, like, the best anti-anxiety medication you can get. Yeah. That sounded so Sam's nice ever feels not anxious i mean maybe maybe here i don't know i didn't get that impression i mean frodo you know he, he, it was he like relaxed two paragraphs. a bit but i think sam was a little bit like don't forget the rope don't forget the rope <laughs> forgot the rope forgot i think rope, sam yeah. was mostly like where are they going to settle down after this <laughs> like I don't know. So Bilbo tries to blame the fact that they will be beginning their journey during winter on Frodo, who waited so long to start out from the Shire, which just seems mean. I mean, yeah. Frodo didn't know anything at that time. He was just like, yeah, we're going to we're going to get this thing out of here. We're going to go to Rivendell. It's going to be fun. There is a great line, though, where um, Bilbo's like. A funny way of honoring my birthday, I can't help thinking. And not the day I would have chosen for letting those sackful bagginses into Bag End. <laughs> Which Just, is fair. Okay, it is. Like, happy birthday, Bilbo. <laughs> your worst enemy gets to your house. Your nemesis. Um, did it say Sackville Bagginses? Because I thought it said SBs. It did say SBs. And I was like, whoa. Really? That was just weird to me. Anyway. Yeah. No, yes. it's true. In hindsight, kind of a weird day. And then he just randomly recites a poem about winter. Yeah, he's in the like, middle of ominous this poem. A poem about how much winter sucks. And it's like, yeah. you're going to have to be out in it. I mean, I can relate. It just snowed and then became polar vortex gold again. But but really. Still. So through all the scouting and stuff, we do learn that the ringwraiths have been dealt with for now, but they're not dead. But they're not yeah. like. Yeah, because nothing. You can't having... kill a ringwraith by drowning them. Ring, waith, waith of rings. I can word. I think Gandalf says, no, you, or Gandalf, oh, I forget who says something like, you cannot kill them like that. But it d- doesn't say anything about how you can kill them. Nope. Uh, no big deal. So, so everybody's just left out. It's not important. Uh, left out to dry. So um, after the whole waiting around for two months while these scouts look for all this ring wraith info and other things, Elrond eventually has a talk with the hobbits where he says that he will send out a company of nine with the ring to match the nine ring wraiths, which seems super <laughs> ominous after they just got done telling us we didn't need to worry about the ring wraiths for a bit. Right. So I don't know. Until this reread, I didn't, I didn't remember that it was nine to match the nine ring wraiths. Yeah. I, I thought it was just like a randomly significant number. Yeah. I thought it was just which like, I guess it hmm. technically still is, but it's, it's prime. It's something. It's, <laughs> well, I always think of it as like matching the gods because I I think of um the uh, like Eddings. Yeah, that's, that's true because that's what it that's usually a completely is. different book series. Yeah, if but it is that old questy fantasy. Right, but what god? What nine gods? Isn't there more than nine? Oh, maybe there is. Nine. I don't know. Are there nine Valar? How many are there? 
It would take a better Things person than me to know. remember. Well, I'm pretty sure it's probably well. They're they're evenly matched, aren't they? Like male to female, because we got that whole list of them. No, I don't, not quite. I don't remember because there's also some who are kind of considered lesser Valar who aren't always listed with the big Valar, like like Lorien and. Nope, here we go. It's according to the Silmarillion, there are 14 Valar. Yeah. The Lords of the Valar are seven, and the Valier, the Queens of the Valar, are seven also. Why did I think there was one more man? Melkor that would man, be 15. Male. Oh, yeah, there we go. That might be it. And it's anyway. a good thing he went evil to even everything out. Mm-hmm. I think it's likely that I marked this page just because I wanted to read how happy Frodo was that Aragorn was accompanying them. <laughs> I mean, probably. Do it. Um, Frodo does say, I would have begged you to come, only I thought you were going to Minas Tirith with Boromir. But of course, Boromir's coming with them too for a time. I know we went over it in the characters, but apparently I've written down the fellowship again here, so I'm just going to read this. Uh, so the, the fellowship is as follows. Frodo, the ring bearer. Sam, Frodo's servant. I don't know why Frodo's the only one who gets to bring a servant, but... <laughs> Aragorn. Frodo is especially excited that he is joining them. That's it. Uh, That's the company. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had to scroll past the jokes in the notes, okay? Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Legolas representing elves. Gimli representing dwarves. Boromir, who just wants to go home, but uh, Aragorn is technically accompanying him and Gandalf representing smart people and then also Elrond has a line oh this is probably why I put the page number the line about how he thinks Gandalf should go because this is his great task that he will probably die doing hmm wow thanks Elrond that's what I call actually, foreshadowing yeah he actually says something like this will be the end of his great labor or this will be ah oh, shit what was it hold on uh Gandalf Gandalf will go, for this shall be his great task and maybe the end of his labors. Yeah, that. Which I'm sure Elrond didn't actually... Well, mm -hmm. There's this whole... Because I guess Elrond meant maybe after this he can head on back to Valinor, but in a way that is death, so I don't know. Yep. Yeah, how much does Elrond actually know? I don't know. No, I don't either. Probably a lot. Emmy, I feel like you were about to say something, but then we started talking about Elrond. That's okay. But do you remember what you were going to say? Did you want to say? Yeah, I was just going to. Um, I was just going to say that, given what we we're coming off of from the Hobbit, it's kind of funny that they got like one dwarf to represent all dwarves, and Elrond just chose someone because, you know, first off dwarves and elves not the best relationship and two there are a lot of different kinds of dwarves and they don't all get along so the representation of like elrond just picking people i feel like that should have taken a lot more deliberation and then the descriptions of how much they decided to pack to go on this trip should have taken considerably less oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um no it is really interesting how much it's like and and how we're sort of going to transition into this, because um, it's like, they're too short of nine, but Elrond is like, okay, so we're picking, and like, a couple of them were kind of predetermined. Obviously, Frodo has to go, Gandalf going. Maze like, pick one elf, 
and one dwarf and one human. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this other one too. And then he's like, well, we're going to pick some more from my household too to fill it. So it's like, really, we have would have three, three elves. elves, two men, and then the one dwarf. Like, I'm pretty sure that's not what the representative choice means if you're just going to fill it with more elves. Right? Like, okay, Elrond, way to try to slide it your way. Also, what have you been doing for two months? Because he's like, there remain two more to be found. These I will consider. <laughs> like, what have you been what considering? What have you been doing? <laughs> this was literally the only thing on your mind right now. Yeah, no, anyway. I just, anyway, I thought the description of how everyone got selected to join the fellowship was incredibly anticlimactic. It was. I'm, I'm glad they all become bros, but wow. Blame. So, uh, after they are. Obviously, as we just pointed out, two short of nine. Uh, and Elrond says he will choose two of his house. Merry and Pippin pipe up immediately and be like, no, 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 us, us, we're going, we're going. And Elrond has big doubts about this. But Gandalf thinks this is a great idea because friendship will probably prove to be more useful and powerful than actual power. Uh, I, w I do want to point out Gandalf. an interesting thing that I don't know, may or may not turn out to be significant. We don't know what's going to happen, but right. that Elrond's intention for them had been to send back to the Shire as, like, messengers to warn them of the great danger that's arising. Uh, and then Felix. he has a line, he has a line where he's like, where he implies that one of the two elves that he was going to choose would have been Glorfindel. And I'm like, what, mm -hmm. is Glorfindel too good to send back to the Shire? <laughs> like, yeah. you could send Glorfindel with, like, a letter from Bilbo or, He was well, literally 90% of the uh, way there. A letter from Merry or Pippin, maybe, because I think that they're held in better regards in the Shire. <laughs> than Bilbo? Yeah. yeah, fair. A brandy buck, probably. Or something. And Best course them of action. And what's going on, but I don't know. Anyways. Um, now I'm sad again. So now we have our full fellowship. Yay! Yay! It only took us page 268. Like three quarters of the book <laughs> called The Fellowship of the Ring. But, all <laughs> but right. whatever. If we all recall, during his meeting with uh, the Nazgul, Frodo's sword was broken. So Bilbo kind of takes pity on him and gives him Sting. Which, I like Sting. So I'm glad that Sting will be joining us for this journey. He glows. Uh, he also, or great. Bilbo also gives Frodo the mithril armor that he got from Thorin and also has the most retired person line ever when he <laughs> says something like, I don't know what day it is. I just don't know days anymore. You can't count days See, that just makes me feel bad about not being a retired person and not knowing what day it is anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a lot of envy there. 40 more years. <laughs> Jesus. Frodo or Bilbo sings an existential song then about not getting to see everything that happens in the world, you know, missing everything that came before you and everything that's going to happen after you die. And I just think living with folks who are, you know, 5,000 years old and more must be a, must be getting to them. <laughs> it's a bit of a downer. Yeah. It is kind of sad though, because he has the double, like Bilbo's like, I know you may die on this or I may die before you get back. And like, yeah, that's kind of a double-edged sword of misery. And then uh, there's one line about how they didn't take much with them. And then there's a whole page directly following that about how much they took. <laughs> what the so fuck? So much. They took Thanks, so much with them. It, you know, it isn't even that much. It's like one, maybe two weapons each. 
but he takes a full page to describe them all. I really feel like this is the part in D&D when people just go, and you get the beginner adventurer's pack. No, we're not going to talk about what's in it. You get it. The end. And then everybody forgets they have that. Yep. Yep. Um, Boromir blows his horn. I feel like there's a joke to be adding here. I know. I couldn't put it together either. Blowing it early or something, but I, especially since Elrond is immediately like, don't do that again until you get home. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Elrond. Ouch, Elrond. (laughs) What an asshole. (laughs) Anyways, uh, (laughs) Elrond has a bit of a speech before they go. Sam is worried because he forgot the rope. God, Sam. And then they set off, finally, on their actual... I mean, I guess this is the real setting off on the journey. Everything before that was just hobbits being like, we don't know, we don't know, we're just going. Mm -hmm. Valid. But, you know, also they began their quest two months ago, so it's okay. It happens. Oh, they did a fabulous job. I couldn't... Mm -hmm. They did a really good job. I am not a person to ever... Like, I mean, spoiler... They save, the, they win, you know, they they destroy the ring at the end of this. So I'm not judging anything that happened. <laughs> oh, do my they? God, oh my God. I didn't know. I was looking forward to finding out. <laughs> <laughs> it's my everyone. least favorite thing ever. And when people are like, actually, they probably would have saved the world better if somebody else had done this. And I'm like, actually. Shut up, guys. They, they did it. You know, like. What do you mean better? There's no better. Another I will not name because he's a homophobic asshole. Wrote an entire book around that plot point, and it just ruined. It was so dumb. Anyways. Yeah, no, I feel like it's you save the world or you don't, and they did it, so we're yeah. done. I guess we can talk more about that later, though. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, they travel for travel, a bit. Travel, um, travel. They travel at night in order to hide from. The things that aren't there because they sent scouts out for two months. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess they think something might be watching them. It, They do eventually create like an atmosphere, by they I mean Tolkien, Tolkien, of kind of creepiness when Aragorn sort of mentions how there doesn't seem to be any animals or any sounds or anything. They're just walking through an empty country. Yeah, it was creepy. But before that, we pause for a geography lesson from Gimli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we, get, we still don't remember how to pronounce this mountain. We get the names of all the mountains in both uh, Elvish and, and, and Dwarvish. And common. And common. And I don't, I'm not going to lie. I skimmed this bit. Because you can just wiki that shit. Yeah, also because like, there's a map. That's fair, but I was super, I mean, I really liked the imagery. It's super cool. Like the three peaks and... Then I got sad for all the dead dwarves. <laughs> all right, I'll give you that. You know, Gimli's got a good voice, as it were, but it still seems a little unnecessary. No, I think mostly Tolkien just wanted it was like I haven't named enough stuff. I, I miss giving everything three names. Got to name and these then mountains. He did. So, and then on watch one day because they're sleeping during the day and walking at night. Uh, Aragorn doesn't like how quiet the area is, like I mentioned, and he and Sam are keeping watch when some crows fly overhead. Uh, He thinks they are spies of some kind. No explanation (laughs) is given to why he would think that. Or who they would be spying for. I mean, I guess Mordor, but eh. Who can, yeah, crows? What? 
I mean, we had a bunch on? of talking birds in the previous book, so I guess it's not that out of the blue. But they don't really explain why he would think some birds flying by would be spies. We're just sort of given to trust that Aragorn knows his way around the wild. Capital W. Capital W. So, so sorry, can I can I backtrack for a tiny bit? Because no. there's a line I just please. Fine. Backtrack how far? <laughs> Not far. Just when we're talking about the land okay, yes. that they're in. Because it's like the land that was a region that I think we that's know a about. hard G, my friend. Hmm? Aragian. Yeah. Ar- Ar- Aragian? I, I, I always sort of think Aragian. Aragian? No, that sounds wrong. Aragon. I don't think I I've ever this heard game. this word spoken. Aragian. <laughs> Whatever. That place just to the west that we've actually read about now and know about it. Yes. Because um, of, oh, you know, the, the sure. remnants of the Noldor making things there. Um, but I just, I really like the line where they're talking about it and how they can still feel the presence of the elves there, but uh, Legolas being like, this this is so weird to us, the wood elves, because the trees don't remember the elves there at all. It's, oh, he hears the stones instead lamenting them. Um, what deep they delved us, fair they brought us, high they builded us, but they are gone. And I just think, I, I just found that really interesting because we know more about the history of this place now. And yeah, the difference of like, Oh yeah, right. We kind of forget this at this point, but there were many different types of elves, and they had different things they did. Many, many different types of elves, yes. Yeah, and we always think of elves as like tree folk, like Legolas, but... Not so much. It's about the rocks. But there was lots of cave-dwelling elves back in the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which cave was it? <laughs> secret place? Secret, secret place? I was thinking of the other one that we didn't call that. The the forest one, um, with Thingol and Melian. Yeah, uh, which was also a cave in a forest. Yeah, but... Doriath, but the Menegroth. There, there we go. go. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Jeez, well done. That's that's never gonna happen again. That Caitlin nope. remembers a name. <laughs> I'm usually really good at them, but not this time. These I'm books have the defeated me. Of that. Anyway, just like interesting tidbit that I would have skimmed over before. Now, I guess also we learn a little something about the elves there that they can communicate with trees and rocks i don't know how deep that communication goes but something right yeah right it's at least a sense yeah this gives rise to an argument between gandalf and aragorn about which way to take aragorn thinks they should continue on as they oh planned as they planned through the redhorn gate gandalf thinks they should take some other dark mysterious way frodo overhears this and really hopes they don't have to take the dark mysterious way because what could be worse than what they're doing now (laughs) we're never gonna find out and i thought this bit was interesting because it is the opposite of how Mm -hmm. things are in the movie in the movie it's mostly like gimli who brings it up right i mean gandalf is reluctant but it's pretty much just like, if I didn't, I'd say we're taking the long way around. My yeah. cousin Balin would give us a great welcome. We're like, you literally know that you haven't heard from this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, and um, when once they're stuck in the snow, Boromir's pretty, you know, adamant about how this is going to kill the hobbits and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Which is quite possibly true. They're poor feet, man. Before starting into the pass the next day, Gandalf and Aragorn stare down the mountain. 
they, there's this bit where Frodo like notices them standing over there, looking at it. Well, it is called the cruel. So I guess they're starting the challenge. Then I don't know. It, I not that it's a bad bit. I just it was funny. Bring it up because it's interesting. <laughs> so they continue on up through the pass that leads through these mountains, and there is suddenly much snow and wind and cold. Err. Um, I kind of sped up this last little bit because we have it, a lot it's, really, it's really just them being cold and trying to get through the snow and it gets worse and worse and worse. And every time they stop, it gets a little bit better. So from that, they kind of do eventually decide to turn back and take the dark and mysterious way. And as they turn back, while there is still much snow, they do, like, the weather immediately gets better. Hmm, suspicious. And- and then, um, poor Mir and Aragorn play in the snow for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> because it's too deep for hobbits and basic- and weak old men wizards to walk through. So they plow through it, but without a plow. They are the plow. It's so funny because they're, like, plowing through it. And, um, Legolas is just like, ha, that's not for me. He just runs on top of the snow. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Really, my dude? <laughs> I also, you know, we also learn a little bit about Gandalf here because Legolas says, can we just put Gandalf in front and he can melt it with some fire? And Gandalf was like, I would need something to burn. I can't just shoot fire. <laughs> Come on, Gandalf. He's not so, a dragon. That's interesting. I do also this this great saying from, from Gondor that Boromir gives is what, well, when heads are at a loss, bodies must serve, as we say in my country. <laughs> Wow, that says a lot about your country, Boromir. <laughs> Explains Boromir. Yep. How he is the way he is. I feel like, I mean, it is, Boromir is just like peak bro dad in this, this, this whole ending bit. Yeah, I don't mean to make him the butt of every joke, because um, he's, he hasn't done anything really wrong yet. He's just kind of like this weird human dude who blows his horn too early. <laughs> 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 no, but he like literally at one point, um, Frodo's like buried in the snow and starting to like fall asleep toward death and Boromir just like plucks him out <laughs> and then goes and shoves the snow aside by his hand and then carries hobbits through it. Aw. That that bit was sad when Frodo was Hero, literally dying H. in the cold. Yep. Way to take care of your ring bearer, Gandalf. Yeah, where was Sam? He could have gotten in a nice cuddle. <laughs> I'm sure that would have made him happy. And yes, as somebody wrote here in the notes, this is indeed in the movie where my least favorite scene is, uh, where Boromir picks up the ring, which makes no sense to how they were painting his character in the movie. But it is also the bit in the movie where my favorite scene is. So. Oh, really? Yes. It's just the scene where all nine of them walk through the stones and you get your first real good look at the fellowship oh yeah and that's really just my favorite because i have a very vivid memory of being 14 years old in a movie theater and getting the very first teaser trailer which i rewatched today and oh my god it's bad <laughs> <laughs> i've got to see like, it but like they did not have their like com- their look for all their promotional material that was not completed they have temp music <laughs> They have, like, ultimate 90s voiceover dude. Oh, my God. 
They've seized you can, in a land threatened by darkness. One hero. It's so will bad. Arise. But at the very end, they just it's just like silence, basically, no movie, and just the whole fellowship walking through, and I very vividly recall seeing that in movie theaters as a kid and just being like oh. <laughs> And yet now <laughs> you look back yeah. on it. Anyway, I love so much how they finally bust their way through the snow and then, like, a rock slide just, like, closes it behind them. Like, one final. Yeah, the mountain was really just like, and stay out. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last line of the chapter is just, Karathras had defeated them. Yeah. Good well, for you, Karathras. That's it. They're, that's, they, did, they did what Sauron could not. <laughs> defeated the Fellowship. <laughs> I feel yeah. like... In my memory, there was more hints in this chapter that, like, somebody was behind the bad weather. But I guess I was just smooshing it with the movie. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they hear a fell voice at one point. Yeah. But, like, there's, like, memory. Like, this isn't totally atypical for this mountain. Yeah. This definitely makes it feel like it's just the mountain who's like, nope, go away. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, 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 this line from Gimli I just happened to flip through when I was going back to how it was described. But it's like... Karathras is called the Cruel and had an ill name long years ago when rumor of Sauron had not been heard in this, these lands. And that's where, in Gandalf's end, like, it matters little who is the enemy if we can't beat off his attack. Yeah. So it's like, well, the mountain's known for being terrible. Might just be that it's a mountain, but whatever it is, we kind of just need to survive. And I gotta say, I don't blame the mountain for not wanting the ring to hang out on top of it. Like, really? Ring has a bad rep, guys. At least it's not a return of the thunder giant god. battle thing. Yes. Oh god, yeah. So weird. All right. Yeah. Anyone have any favorite bits? I think we talked about we most talked mine. of them. I'm glad we cleared up how to pronounce its name, though. <laughs> no, um, I did remember a favorite bit, which is where in the in all of the talking stuff, there's a tidbit where um, I think it's when. Bilbo is like saying he's gonna stay and finish his book or whatever. Um, here, no. Nope. Then Bilbo would read passages from his book, which still seemed very incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. After all of this, everything about Bilbo going to finish his book, and Frodo's like, "What have you been doing? <laughs> this doesn't seem right." I do like uh, during their the speech that Elrond gives as they're leaving Elrond. Elrond's like, other than Frodo, y'all can turn back wherever you want. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, like, great pep talk. <laughs> like, wow, way to go. But also sort of emphasizes the fact that they're supposed to be bound by fellowship. Yes. There's none of this, like, we gave you our oath and therefore are bound to it. It's like, we move by the power of friendship. Yes, Something that is, to be said. That is very good. It's the friendship of the ring. Yes, the friendship of the ring. The ring just wants everyone to be friends. Yeah, that's what the ring wants. <laughs> <laughs> I did like how Gimli was the first, and as far as I could tell, only one to take offense at that. Like, we're not going to turn back. Why? No. Excuse yeah. me? You, you doubt can't us? say that about a dwarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rest of them are hedging their bets. Yeah, the rest of them are like, yeah, we might want to go home. Hmm. <laughs> well, Boromir and Aragorn already know they're going to fuck off like two thirds of the way. It is even said that Gimli and Legolas are going with them, maybe only as far as these woods. <laughs> yeah. I forget what woods, but some some of the woods. 
Yeah, okay, so what happens when, like, what was Elrond imagining when he was like, you have to have nine of them to face the ringwraiths, but by the time you get to Gondor, the ringwraiths won't be a problem, so Boromir and Aragorn can leave, and then... Except by the time they get to Gondor, the ringwraiths are once again a problem. Yeah, so... Anyway, I just think that's funny. You have to have nine before you're allowed to leave Rivendell, but once you've left Rivendell, no one cares. And we have to think about these nine for two months. <laughs> and then still not quite have finalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two months and then seven more days. Yeah. You know. Mostly just throwing shade at Elrond's organizational strategies. I, He's I, not who you want leading your group project. No, well, he has I, no sense of deadlines because time is limitless. I, thought, I was just going to say, I get that elves are immortal, but... They have to have some sense that, like, humans, etc., are not. And maybe they don't want to be killed by the people of Mordor, you know, while they sit here for two months debating, what nine folk shall we send on this journey to quite possibly also die? <laughs> that was apparently my Elrond impression. I don't know. That is sort of funny when you, yeah, you think about him like, oh, Maybe he was actually kind of like, no, I don't want to pick people of my household. Like, we're yeah. going to send that woodland elf as the representative. <laughs> you go die. <laughs> now I have to pick two, but oh, wait, these little hobbits volunteered. Perfect. <laughs> we can all just GTFO to Valinor. Maybe it's just the, the long time hatred uh, rivalry between Elrond and Thranduil. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send your son to die now. <laughs> Level up. <laughs> Long time prank war. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Next week. Book two, chapter four. Journey in the dark, I think. I'm sure it's going to be real cheerful. We're going to find out what this dark, mysterious other way is. Don't think it has any connection to what we've talked about before. No, I, we didn't even, you know, mention it in this episode earlier. <sighs> nah. Okay, okay, next week. Anyway, yep. Thank you for listening to us ramble about this chapter. I hope that sounds better when I edit it. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, look, it's we're just doing justice to the chapter, which is two-thirds, just them sitting around talking. <laughs> mostly a ramble <laughs> of a chapter, yeah. Um, if you have any comments, you may email us at... Uh, to uh, want to read Tolkien at gmail.com and you can tweet at us at to read Tolkien. Uh, I think that's everything. Us, if, if you like us in honor of our 50th episode, leave us a review on yes. your podcast listening site. You absolutely can do that in honor of 50 episodes. If, if we could rate you, we'd rate you 5 out of 5. We would. Maybe even 10 out of 10. 11 out of 10. Don't undersell oh. this. Well... I don't know if anybody's an 11 out of 10. Gandalf is. He's the intelligent one in the party. All right. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I've been Emmy. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Someone, someone just claimed something. Emmy. No, I will do the. Yeah. Someone else was saying something. I was gonna. So I was I about to say, Emmy, what? What do you want to do? <laughs> I think you were about to say you're doing the characters. So start going. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. I'll be back in a second. I'm just.
I gotta breathe. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I, I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm glad this is already a tire fire. Well, I mean, it's not warm, but it's not polar vortex cold. Mm, everything yep. above negative ten is warm right now. Yeah, negative ten Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yep. Obviously. I, I don't know God. why I asked. I don't know what that is in Celsius. Uh, cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Negative cold. <laughs>